And now, today's word. There are a lot of things God will say about you today that you have brought on yourself. God didn't bring it on you. You know, one of the things about our Ghanaian African culture is we don't... When, when you tell people of the possible outcome of their choices, they think it's a curse. They think it's a curse. They think you're, they say, don't curse me. Don't, don't speak bad luck to me. But it's not speaking bad luck. If somebody takes a Kumasi bus and I say, you will go to Kumasi, he can say, hey, you can't tell me I will go to Kumasi, but you took the bus. You are on the Aflao road. And I say, you will get to Aflao. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to Aflao. I'm going to Takra. You can't tell me I will get to Aflao. You will get to Aflao. It is not a curse. It is the instant I am speaking to you. Based on your choices and actions, God says to Israel, this is what I'm telling you. You go into captivity not because I planned it in my sovereign will, but I will permit it because you have brought it upon yourself. Because sometimes, you know, we say things about, well, whatever happens is God. In a sense, God knows everything, but whatever happens is not God's sovereign will. A lot of things happening in our lives, God doesn't want it to happen. And he's going to bring you to a point where you can change it. And that's what he's saying to Israel. That's why he took Jeremiah to the porter's house. You can change it. It is mad. But something can be done productively out of this port that is destroyed. Somebody say, I can. Could is based on two things. Change of action. If you turn around, change of action. And secondly, change of consequences. God says, I will relent. Change of action comes from seeing I'm headed in the wrong direction. And I'm making the wrong choices. And God says, if you change direction, I will relent. The disaster is not going to happen. But interestingly, he said the same thing about people who are headed towards disaster and people who are headed towards blessing. So God is saying that there are things you do that can predispose you to be blessed, to be happy, to be joyful, to enjoy your life. The expected end will not happen. So you can start, will not happen. So you can start life, maybe you start marriage, you have a good marriage. And you have a good marriage because you spend time together. And you spend time together, you pray together, you read the Bible, and you talk and you converse, and, and you forgive each other, and you're tolerant towards each other. Your marriage will work. But if you make new friends, who start telling you, hey, who are women? Don't let a woman control you. And you relent from the right things you're doing, although predictably you are supposed to have a good marriage, you end up in disaster. Because this could cut two ways. It cuts in the way of those who are headed towards disaster and those who are headed towards goodness. Both, if they change their actions, the outcome will change. So what does God want for you? 
Many times we ask, what, what does God want for me? The question is, what do you want for yourself? Because he's telling Jeremiah, these guys have brought this on themselves. So are there things I'm bringing to myself and blaming God for? Most likely. Because the expected end of our lives is determined by us. Walking in God's ways. Doing God's will. Obeying God. One of the things we have developed in this part of the world, I don't know whether it's an African thing, Ghanaian thing, whatever it is, is we don't see the correlation between action and reaction. People feel that they can be lazy, and one day, who knows tomorrow, who knows tomorrow, then boom, they are prosperous. No, it's, it's, a, it's an African notion. He's just lazy. Or he, he goes to school, he doesn't learn, he doesn't learn, that's it. But God is a God of signs and wonders. God is a God of miracles. God, I believe in miracles. I believe, boom, there will be a transformation. There will be no transformation. You will be last and beyond last if there's anything like that. Because somehow we don't merge our actions to the outcome of our lives. This is what God is telling Jeremiah. If you want to live in expectancy, what you expect is based on what you're doing. He says they brought it upon themselves. Many of the outcomes of our life, where we are now, we can change it. Many of them. I know. I know you, you think it's the devil and witches and wizards. I know, I know your mind. I'm, I'm one of you. But that thought is problematic because it takes responsibility from you. Because God could have told Jeremiah, it's because of the ancestors. The ancestors have sinned. Their fathers have sinned. You know, it's a, it's a generational case. And this one is deep in the spirit. And no, nothing can change it. He could have told Jeremiah that nothing can change it. But he says, go to the potter's house. I'm going to teach you a lesson there. The moment I speak concerning the nation, to pluck it up, to destroy it, and they repent, I will relent. And the evil that was supposed to come upon them will not come upon them. They didn't change ancestors. Because I can't change my ancestors. I can't change my father. I can't change my mother. I don't even know my grandfathers. My great-grandfather never met him. If he was a thief... How do I know? He took somebody's wife and so he stole somebody's goat in the village. I don't even know the village. So because my great-grandfather stole somebody's goat and somebody said, nobody in your ancestry, in your descendants will prosper. I am blamed and I am stuck. No, sir, that is not Bible. That is African traditional religion. It is not Bible. It's not Bible. It's not Bible. If you read, the Bible says, that proverb, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. It will not be so. It will not be so. So God is saying to Jeremiah, in the porter's house, you're going to learn that the expectations of our lives 
are based on our current action. Somebody say, I can. So we've looked at should, we've looked at could, we'll look at the final one, would. Would is what actually happens. What is supposed to happen, what can happen, what actually happens. That is where you end, you end at would. You know, all of us have experiences in life. There are people we know, we sat in class with. At a point in time, maybe primary school, or secondary school, or university, at a point in time, if we say who is the most likely to succeed, pick three. There were some people who would always feature in the three. Who is the most likely to succeed in life? Pick three. I know in my class, I would know who I will pick. And then they say, the one who is supposed to be a disaster, pick three. And at every point in time, there are three people who say, as for this guy, he would never die. It won't happen. That is, he should. But then somewhere in the person's life, could happens. And the one whom we thought would do very well could and changes and starts becoming wrong. And the one we thought would have a disastrous life could and turns around. And then we meet them 30 years later. And the shoot has not become wood. Because in the middle there was a could. Something they did changed the outcome. So what is wood? What actually happens? And the passage says the end is two. One, you can end up in a good place, built up, nourished, doing well. And sometimes people start and we all know they're going to do well and we see them 30 years later and they do well and we say, no surprise. You know, there are certain classmates of yours, you hear of them in the news, and you, you say, we knew it. Because they were good, and they continue being good. And the result is that we say, well, we all knew he would be a great person. We all knew she would be great. Then there are other classmates of my ours. You see them on TV, and they have become great. You say, hey! Wonders shall never end. Wonders shall never end. It's not about wonders. Somewhere in their lives, if you would check, you'll realize something happened and they changed direction. They probably got born again, got closer to God, got filled with the Holy Spirit, probably went to a church like Christ's temple, had a good message. And all of a sudden, they started turning things around. And you look at them and say, Wonders shall never end. Yeah, it's good, it's wonderful, but it didn't happen by itself. It happened because they did something. They could do it. Somebody say, I can do it. And then there are other people too. We all thought they would do well. We all thought they would do well. We all felt they would do well. And then you see them and you wonder, hey, the world is somewhere old. This man, this girl, ha, ha, 
fear the world. No, it's not. You don't have to fear the world. It's not about fear. Could happen. Could. Something happened. And they stopped doing what they were doing that made us all think they would be successful. They probably got bitter, got angry, got very destructive, took on bad habits, made bad friends. And all of a sudden, the path we all thought they would end up in, they didn't end up there. And that's what Jeremiah says. He says, you can be in a good place or you can be a bad, in a bad place. But the determining factor is the middle one. If I speak concerning a nation and a kingdom, to bring a disaster, and that nation turns around, then I will relent of the disaster that I said I will bring upon it. Clear case was uh, King Hezekiah. God sent the prophet Isaiah, go tell Hezekiah, pack up your bag, you are going to die. That is should, but could Hezekiah turn his face and pray and say, God, I'm not going down this way. And before Isaiah got out, a new instruction came, would, you're going to live. Somebody say, it's not fixed. Say it, say it one more time. Say it's not fixed. Say it one more time. Say it's not fixed. Say it can change. It's not fixed. It's not fixed. It's not fixed. Even if you saw a dream or you had a prophecy or somebody prophesied to you, it's not fixed. It's still in the permissive will of God. It's not fixed. The things that are fixed, judgment day is fixed. Nothing we do can change it. But this in your life is not fixed. It's not fixed. There's something you can do about it. And you can change it. And really one of the most important consequential decisions a person must make to change the direction of their lives is to receive Jesus Christ into their heart, to be born again. That's a major game changer in life. It doesn't mean it will solve all your problems, but it's a major game changer. So I just want us to bow down our heads for a moment and we want to pray. If you are here and you are not born again, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, or maybe you don't know whether you are born again or not. Some say, Pastor, I don't even know what is born again. Then you need to be born again. You want Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand. That's your code. That's your sign to say, I'm about to change. I'm going to change. Let your hand be up. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to be sure that your relationship with God is right. That you have eternity. You have eternal life with God. Your sins are forgiven. Just let your right hand be up. I want you now to put your hand on your heart. As we all pray together this very important prayer. To give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I come to you today just as I am. I am a sinner. I cannot change myself. But I thank you, Father, that Jesus died for me to wash away my sins and to change my life. And today, I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. I thank you, Father, for the gift of salvation.
which I now receive by faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you truly pray that prayer to receive Jesus in your heart, you can be assured that a new life has been imparted to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000. Dive into a new era of news consumption with myjoyonline.com, your go-to destination for cutting-edge journalism, giving you the most credible stories from business to politics and from sports to entertainment. MyJoyOnline.com introduces an upgraded news website meticulously designed to empower you with an enriched browsing experience like never before. Experience the future of news browsing with MyJoyOnline.com.